Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Born Again Bow Hunting Podcast. On this episode, we're going to mix it up a little bit. It's something that we've kind of wanted to do here for a while, and we've just, stuff has came up. We haven't had time to do it, but tonight we're actually going to sit down and record it. It is, I guess, more of a, like a beginner's or how to get into deer hunting, bow hunting, um, and just how difficult it can be, and it also the tools and advantages that we have nowadays compared to like when I started right. to get into it and learn stuff. So Yeah, and there's actually, well, so we have two guests, new guests, three guests, but two new ones. Uh, and there's actually a, another one that we wanted to have on, but he was busy tonight, <coughs> Mark Marty. Yeah, we so, just threw your name out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I uh, helped him set up a stand last night, so he is putting in some work this year. Okay, good. Yeah, so... We'll just have you introduce yourself real quick. I know Eric's been on before, but you can just yeah yeah take uh, it. Eric Sagley. I think what I was was that your first guest? You were our first yeah, first, first guest, guest and yes. first second time guest yeah. too. So yeah. man, yeah. feeling feeling Check good about off. that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, Eric Sagley. Uh, yeah, here to uh, enjoy the conversation and maybe add a few things. So. Yep. Yeah, Matt. Uh, Matt Herman. I'm 26. I've been. I'm a full time mechanic. I had a local shop around here, uh, work on small tractors, and this is my second year bow hunting. Yeah. Hannah? Hannah Followay, uh, 22, office manager at Premier Outdoors. Uh, I've been hunting for 15 years. But how long have you been Archery. Bow, bow hunting with, like, a compound bow? Last year is my first. Yeah. That I was successful. Yes, that is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I guess, so what was really cool is Matt showed interest in not only wanting to shoot a bow, but to hunt. I mean, he had been hunting before, but he had never really, like, gotten into it pretty seriously and, like, spent a whole year doing some, either some bow hunting or some gun hunting, either one. So you actually shot your first year, was it last year or two years ago? Uh, two years ago. With a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, which was obviously kind of kick-started it for you because yeah. and that was have you, you've been deer hunting though before that right like a couple uh, of times maybe that or was, was that the first time oh. first time first out time when you go and shoot something <laughs> yes nice no wonder you were so gung-ho <laughs> <laughs> but uh so then we got him into a compound bow because he hung around uh kevin and i and saw us shooting all the time and thought it'd be awesome so we got him into a compound bow we got our other buddy mark into a compound bow and they kind of got to start out together which was cool to see mm -hmm. um but yeah so i wanted to ask a couple questions like now that you have hunted a few times with your bow and kind of gotten into earlier season than like just the gun season did you think that it was going to be this hard to try and sit there and have deer come in front of you for you to shoot it's it's way harder than it looks <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes especially since you shot one on your first time out with the gun lots of more patience I found there's a lot of times that you're sitting in the stand and you'd have a deer come from where you thought they should be coming from. They they don't come that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they come out from behind you and while well, your bow's still hanging up, next thing you know, the deer's 20 yards in front of you and downwind from you. So it starts blowing and it's like, well, what do you do? Because yep. you got a bow hanging up still and the deer's looking right at you. It's mm -hmm. like, well, you can't get a shot off now. Yeah. So you just kind of watch it and... You learn from that, and yeah. I think there was numerous times that the bow was still hanging up, and the deer would come up so quick, and I wouldn't 
and get a chance to they catch you off guard yeah yeah, yeah. big time especially how quiet they can be especially when the early season earlier season when there's no leaves yeah i was just about to say that early I mean, season's tough i mean dude, they're like a mouse out there yeah plus there's still a lot of leaves on the tree so you, your window yeah. of, of view isn't near as yeah, far your sight so, is hindered yeah immensely yeah. before you even could hear them or see them they're like right in your face already mm-hmm. and you know sneak up on you really mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, and obviously it hasn't you you know that didn't make you want to quit i mean you're still doing it and no yeah and it was i mean every outing i saw deer it was just a matter of how far out they were where they came from um a lot of the times so they were just too far out yeah and, too far for a bow yeah right you're 150 200 yards all you can do is watch them with mm-hmm. a set of binoculars and examine them and see what they're doing and then they go on their day and you sit there wishing they would come closer yeah well when we were up eating here before the podcast you said that last year where you had your camera you repositioned it this year just because of the deer movement that you've seen so i mean you took notes from last year to this year to improve your your odds of getting them on camera or at least you know kind of zooming in where they come from and where their movement is yeah that's and that's a big thing is being able to take mental notes and just trying to work your way into wanting to get closer. I mean, it, it only with a bow though. I mean, you don't have to with a gun, which is part of the challenge. And yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope you shoot one this year. I'm hoping. I, I think you will. Whether doe, buck, whatever. Yeah. I think you'll get one before this year's over. Yeah. I mean, we're just now into the thick of it. Right. It's November 2nd. Yep. I haven't had a chance to make it out this year. Oh with weddings and we've had nine weddings this year and every weekend seems to be filling up with family time and yeah mm-hmm. other uh stuff that you have to take care of which is fine but yeah. i know last season my very first year bow hunting uh i didn't get started till there's snow on the ground <laughs> yeah so it was it was christmas time or after before i got the chance to actually truly go bow hunting um and that's not really when you want to start because it's it's cold out. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cold, and the colder it gets, the harder the really the bow hunting yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So I know this year, I mean, with buying newer gear and better winter stuff, that if I don't get out till Christmas, I'll at least be warmer. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I think starting out bow hunting that was huge is like Kevin Jarrett. They were, were super helpful with helping me get my bow set up. Getting I bought a used bow. Um, helping get it ready and then all my hunting clothes came from kevin and i just wore that for the first season and that helped out tremendously that way i didn't have to go spend more money because getting into hunting is expensive it can be it can be be. yes yes Yes. which which i think was another thing that we need to point out is like if you're going to get into this you need to realize like you don't have to have the best stuff like right off the crack i mean you just don't need it. Now, it it's nice to be able to have something that maybe isn't as nice as you can get. And it kind of makes you appreciate once you get the nicer gear. Like, it makes you appreciate it way more than just, you know, starting off. Now, I mean, if you have the money and everything to start off with the best of the best, I would go for it. But I think it's nice to be able to see someone, you know, buy a used bow and, you know, wear hunting gear that doesn't exactly fit but it works and then you know work your way up from there i i definitely think it makes you appreciate it a lot more well, i think starting out with used stuff or maybe stuff that's not so nice it, it builds character and it yeah d- definitely makes you appreciate it once you can afford mm-hmm. or you decide you know i do really like this i'm going to go ahead and continue and you know upgrade the bow upgrade arrows and then you see how much better you can be with good gear 
I mean, it makes a huge difference. But, yeah, I really, I mean, I kind of enjoy yeah. almost looking back on some of the stuff that I was able to kill with, I mean, right now, garbage equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. I mean, the, the deer wasn't any less dead than they are now. But, right, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's a, I think that's a major key if you're going to be thinking about getting into not just bow hunting, but just hunting in general. Finding some people, I mean, whether that's going to, uh, like, the big box store, like a Cabela's or something that's near you and, and finding someone that is willing to give you information and just kind of help you find your way into everything. I think that's big. Just whether they have gear that you are able to look at or, you know, getting their opinions on what they use. I think that's big. Well, even, even not starting off, but like where we are, like we bounce each other's right. like gear and stuff like, Oh, I like this. I don't like this. You know, that's really helpful too, because some of that stuff you can't, go to walmart and look at you have to order it and sometimes it's you don't want to order it and then have to send it back so it's nice even for experienced people to bounce gear ideas back and forth too yeah and i think this the world that we're living in now with youtube and everything it it can just allow you to cut your learning curve so so much like when i was growing up hunting there wasn't youtube videos with information there wasn't podcasts there wasn't any of this stuff like the only kind of hunting content was like saturday mornings like Sportsman you know, channel. sportsman's channel stuff yeah. to like 1030 or something like that. And I mean, that was the only kind of hunting content unless you would go out and buy a DVD or VHS and watch that stuff. So, I mean, YouTube, there's a ton of good information on there. Um, even any kind of social media, there's, there's hunting forums on Facebook. You can be part of and follow there's hunting forums just on the internet, you know, like the beast form, um, oh, yeah. multiple things like that, where you can, if you have a question, you can go on there and, and type out your question and guys from all over the U.S. will come on there and comment and answer it and hopefully give you good information. I right, mean, there's right. there's some bad eggs out there, but um, a lot of those forums are, um, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for, like they're kind of, to to be a member, you are like um, kind of reviewed. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, they're not going to tolerate people bashing you right. or, you know, if you, you're a new guy and you have a question, they're not going to, Tell you you're dumb because you're asking a dumb question, but exactly. really no questions are dumb because if you don't know, then somebody needs to tell you. Exactly. We were all there at one point in time. So if you don't know, just be upfront about it and ask a question. Somebody will help out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's been something that I've noticed is we'll be talking to, if you talk to somebody that hasn't been doing this as long as you, and you're like getting it real in deep about like, well, you know, this deer is bedding here and, and he's coming from here at this time. And then like, they're kind of looking at you like, I'm not there yet, but they, they almost look at you like, what the heck are you talking yeah, about? Like, it's, it's good to learn. It's, uh-huh. it's really cool yeah. to be able to see, and especially you and Mark both seeing you grow. And like, I went with Mark Sunday to look at a, some property and to move a tree stand also. And he was like, I mean, he noticed things that I noticed as well, but he hadn't noticed that before. You know, right. he's like, well, you know, just looking at the lay of the land now that he's been doing it for a year or two, it, he's just he's learning a lot it's cool to see yeah yeah it's definitely been good to have you guys as, be as close as we are yeah um, i can shoot you guys a text hey i need help with this or i mm-hmm. have a stand out of jared's already right now sitting out <laughs> um and this will be my first year saddle hunting um after yeah using those a big step yeah yeah so after jared and kevin's uh seeing theirs and kind of they kind of showed me into it and then i end up getting my own so it's like this will be the first year for that. I might do a little bit of ladder stand too, um, mm-hmm. early season, just to kind of get back yeah. into the groove of hunting again. And then 
roll into the tree saddle and hopefully finish strong with the tree saddle. Hopefully now that getting better gear, that's not as baggy, that when you're in a your tree yeah. saddle, it's a little more comfortable for you than having that fear of getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's big. But uh, Hannah has also dabbled in, well, you say this has been a year? Or it, th- this will be the second year of you shooting like a compound bow. I don't think you ever shot anything with a crossbow, did you? No. Oh. I used to hunt with a compound, but I didn't put time into it, and it probably wasn't the best setup. That I probably shouldn't have been going out in the first place with well, it. But I don't know about that, but yeah. it. it last just, year was my first. Like, s- taking it seriously. Yeah. But you've gone hunting for a long time. Yeah. And she got her first kill with the saddle. Dude, yeah, she, yeah, she rocked it last saddle. year. Yeah. First year with like a legit compound bow setup first year in a saddle and she shot the buck if you're watching this on youtube the buck that's right behind matt's head that you're going to see in all these videos that's her deer from last year it's a gnarly looking it is it's gnarly (laughs) sweet looking deer biggest deer yeah her biggest deer her first bow bow deer first bow buck first saddle deer first deer in five years yeah it's been a long time since you shot one Mm -hmm. so that's super sweet. That is cool. Yeah, so she was nice enough to... You know, at first she told me that I wasn't allowed to put it down here. She, like, didn't want it to leave the house, and then I talked her into it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of don't blame her, though. I mean, I know the odds of seeing something... I mean, you might see something similar, but there's never going to be another deer that is like, no. like that. No. That thing is just gnarly. So I'm kicking myself, and I told her, actually, on the way here, I'm going to have that deer mounted. I'm going to... I'm going to find a cape. I'm going to talk to a couple taxidermists and have them, you know, be on the lookout for a cape mm-hmm. that I could buy off someone if they're not going to keep it or yeah. whatever. <sighs> Matt especially, Matt Williams, he he's yelled at me twice now because <laughs> I didn't get When she shot that deer, we were like, do we get it mounted? Do we not it, get it mounted? Yeah, it was hot. We read that quick. <sighs> it was hot, and we were kind of – I don't want to say we were in a money crunch, but we were – Working on getting married. So we were just like, you know, do we spend all that money and get it mounted? And we we opted to not. Uh, if you're going to get it mounted, I mean, you may as well get it done right. I though, know, you know. And and you can get them mounted for 300 bucks, but it looks like you got to it for 300 bucks. It's a 300 yeah. exactly. yeah, so, yeah. And I didn't want that. No. Oh, no. So no, no, no. I was like, dang. Yeah. But. You I've, have to find an early season cape for that, though. I know. Because yeah. I mean, they look to- I, totally different. I have animals. Really, six day of season. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, yeah. I. In my head, I think once I talk to a couple taxidermists and get them looking, I figure it's probably going to take you know two or three years before they can maybe find a cape, you know that fits the just what it was. Well, just fall on a sword next year, just shoot the, like the first little buck you see and get that early season cape and <laughs> yeah, sacrifice. I should uh, put it on a put it on a young deer cape so it looks even bigger. Right. <laughs> but no, I I kick myself. But I we're gonna get it mounted. I told her that on the way here. I was That'd like, be a cool one. I know. I'm like we're gonna get it mounted. It's right. worth it. It's a sweet deer. And that's a cool thing. Like, you can, you could do that. Like, a lot of guys will even just get, like, the skull um, skull cap. Yeah. And then they, they'll get it mounted later down the road. Or, like, they get the skull cap back from their taxidermist. And when he's ready to mount it, then they'll give him the, the skull cap back and get it mounted. Yeah. But if you, uh, if you're listening to this and you know, like, a really good taxidermist that would be willing to, you know, probably find me a cape and stuff, you know, shoot, uh, Born Again Bow Hunting a message on uh, Instagram and, you know, give us the name because that would be helpful a yeah. lot. But, uh, yeah, I know the, the first buck I shoot, 
I don't even care if it's some spike puck. I'm going to mount it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did. This little I, guy yeah. back here, this little six-point, that was my first puck. Yeah. My um, eight points mounted. Yeah. yeah. Hannah's yeah. got a just a basket eight. And I got a little button puck plaque that grandpa made me <laughs> when you shot a button yeah button. that sounds interesting it's just like the cap with the yeah buttons. dude i love it that's cool <laughs> i love that it's pretty hillbilly but that's all right no my wife's first deer was a button buck so i've got a skull mount of a button mm-hmm. buck in my garage yeah it's like the cutest little thing yeah <laughs> dude that's sweet oh yeah yeah definitely yeah your first or you can do like malachi did shoot a doe even though yeah first first <laughs> you can first, amount of yeah your amount of dough yeah. yeah just boil that skull and keep oh, it oh yeah oh yeah keep it with like your arrow if you you know get your arrow back or mm. part of your arrow or if it breaks or something yeah, yeah. yeah. we almost had a doe at the end of the season that last day yeah, of the season last year yeah and hunting out of a blind in the, the coldest day it seemed like the year <laughs> which in the cold in yeah. a bl- non-heated blind non-heated is blind. really hard with a boat with a compound yeah. see so you yeah. kind of you've had a rough you, was, you didn't have like a yeah. great like intro no. first start with a bow yeah. which is why i'm excited for this year because yeah. hopefully when you get out here soon it'll be Definitely warmer than it was last year, and, yeah. and a yeah. better time of year to start. Yeah, I learned a lot, especially I mean just throughout the whole experience. It was uh, good. And that last day of the season, it just that was the closest I had been to actually shooting something. Uh, drawn back, I mean ready to go. Um, two does came down from the left side down this hill, right in a ravine heading right towards me, and uh, they. Must have got wind of me, kind of how the sun was coming through. The sun was kind of setting and shining almost into the blind, which they, I think they, they saw that. It they really could, they could see you a lot better. Yeah. yeah, and so they kind of turned, and, and I was to the point, I was full draw, ready to go. I mean, 15-yard shot. There was, all I need is one more step to get into a true shooting lane because um, I had some brush and stuff to the left, just a little bit of briars. That was, I, for my first year, didn't feel comfortable of, of pulling the trigger um, just because there was... St- I mean, not thinking back now, it could have made it through a couple little thistles, but <laughs> at the same time, it's like I didn't want to make that a bad shot on a deer, especially yeah. my, my first bow deer. I just, yeah, it was the last day of the season. I was anxious. I mean, I was I was shaking like a leaf, but it was <laughs> it was one of those things I just, I couldn't do it because of, I didn't wasn't comfortable with the shot. Yeah. But that shows, that shows a lot of discipline. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> there is no way when I started I would have had that discipline that era. I probably would have shot twice before. <laughs> Which is good. It's really good that you're starting off with that patience and that discipline. Well, making mistakes, that's part of the process. Too. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to date myself here a little bit. I started hunting before YouTube and almost the internet was even a thing. So, <laughs> uh, so you know, I learned everything from watching my dad, watching my uncle, um, right. and then like Kevin was talking about Saturday mornings till about noon. I think ESPN and then I think TNN might have had. I don't even know if TNN's still around, but they used to have <laughs> hunting shows every yeah. now and then. So you're watching the old original Bill Jordan Real Tree yeah. stuff, right. and yeah, so you learn what you can, and you know it's they're hunting totally different spots and setups oh, than, yeah. than what we're hunting around yeah. here, and you know so you see them doing that, and then you go out and try to put it together for yourself, and you doesn't know, always it, work. It, it's tricky, and I. I I don't know how many, I've screwed up more times than I haven't, and you learn from it. And I mean, that's kind of the thing, too. You see a lot of these folks that are just starting hunting right now, and they get on YouTube, and they devour all the content they can, and they become, you know, quick experts on the matter. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. never never kill anything. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you still have to have, like, oh, yeah. time in the woods oh, and experience like no that substitute. to do anything. There is yeah. no substitute from, you know, getting boots on the ground, seat in the stand, and, you know, just screwing up. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's the process. 
Yeah. Well, I know, like, the podcast we did with Jace Allen, like, you weren't here, Jared, but yeah. um, he said, like, you can hear about this stuff online, on mm-hmm. forums, whatever, but until you actually experience it, like, you can see how it could play out, but until it actually does, he's like, it's mind-blowing. It's a to- It totally changes oh, your perspective 100%. on it and stuff. 100%. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, time in the woods is a big benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot just by just by being out there and just watching what deer do and yep. mm-hmm. where they come and go and just their kind of their behaviors when they get wind of you and just even when they don't see you and just how they they come through and it's all been a big learning curve. Yeah, well, and not just deer too. I mean, squirrels, blue jays. I mean, anything. You know, squirrels start barking at something. And, well, if they're not looking at you, they could yeah. be looking at a deer. Yeah. You know, blue yep. jays start going crazy. Of course, it could be nothing too. You know, I don't know how many times I've right. gotten my hopes up. I hear some leaves yeah. crunching, and I hear a blue jay go nuts, and I'm like, oh, crazy. we're getting ready to go. <laughs> like, get your bow no, and everything. big old fat groundhog or something <laughs> like that. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, there, there's yeah, so much that you can learn just, just by being there. Even when you don't even see a deer, you're learning stuff. Yeah. I know last year Mark went on a – he went muzzleloader hunting. Yeah. And he had an encounter with, I believe, a doe first, and then a smaller buck came. And he called me that evening at shortly after this happened. And he's like, I could tell he was kind of shaking just from his voice. And he's like, why do you guys put yourself through this? Like, <laughs> why do you want to do this? He's like, this is like the craziest wave of emotions I've had. Like I was excited. I shot at this. Do- I believe he shot at a doe. Yes. And he couldn't confirm if he hit it or not. And then a buck like popped up over the hill shortly after. And it was like looking at him at like 20 yards or something like that. And he's like, this has been the the coolest experience and he's like i'm mad at myself but i'm happy he's like is nothing else could right compare it to yeah and we, we i was hoping he'd be on we to will tell that we story. will have to have him on to talk a little bit even though i'm not sure that he's gonna want to yeah but hey he's got to come on and tell some because he's learned a lot and yeah he was talking about the emotional part of it like he was so excited and he he shot and you know he thought he put a decent hit on this deer but then you know I think he, I think he walked up and looked, and like he didn't see like blood immediately. And I don't think he'd reload his gun. And then this, I'm pretty sure it was a decent buck, like a th- probably just you know, especially for a new hunter, a yeah. three year old, I think. And he really wanted to shoot it, but he knew that he had one tag. He had mm-hmm. already you know possibly he shot a deer. Him, he's yep, like, well, yep. I can't. So then you know you get all bummed, and he's mm-hmm. like, this is <laughs> the craziest ride. And he's like, I don't know why you guys do it, but, I mean, he's hooked. He, yeah, he's yeah. back in the woods this year, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. just, you know, you say he might not want to come on and tell that story. Just have him on after he kills. And then yeah, he can yeah. finish the story <laughs> with the success yeah. story, yeah. you know, the redemption and all that. Yeah. But, yeah, when I found when I found out that he was going to start bow hunting, and I was, no offense, Matt, but that <laughs> dude is built for bow hunting. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's oh, got yeah. a 32-inch draw, 6-foot, what, 5, 6, something like that. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. a mountain of a man. Yeah. Oh, he, those, built for bow hunting. Oh, built for bow hunting, yeah. I mean, those arrows are just going to zip through buffalo. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Geez, if you, if you full put, length arrows. If you put oh, his yeah. arrow up next yeah. against mine, it's like he shoots a javelin. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like throwing right. a knife at yeah. this deer. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see see what he can do. I mean, excited to see what all you guys can do, really. But, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's definitely something that uh, people just starting out, it's, it's hard to learn because... You're not always getting stuff. I mean, oh, no. I mean, Matt, he didn't even get a shot at a deer last year. Never got to release an arrow. But, you know, and he sees us shooting deer. But we're, it's a different level. It, it's a lot harder to do. We've all been where you were last year. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, like, Hannah went 
five years. And I think you hunted at I least hunted, with the guns, gun yeah. season every year. I hunted all the years. I missed a buck when I accidentally brought the gun to my face. Oh, and I go to the hospital. And then the rest of the years, I didn't shoot anything. I wasn't allowed to shoot anything smaller than what I had on the wall. And I wasn't allowed to shoot any does. So it very limited what I could mm-hmm. actually harvest right, in but, a small amount of time. Yeah. So it's, I think, I think the not shooting stuff is as hard as, you know, as it gets. Cause it's like, well, it's almost discouraging too. When, especially because you're not seeing you, yeah. results. Yeah. And yeah. after long cold days. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah. putting the time and the effort <laughs> in, but you're not getting anything yeah. in reward of it. I remember Matt, he's like, my hands froze, my feet <laughs> froze <laughs> yeah. and I didn't shoot a deer. He's like, I could have laid in bed in the, 70 degree house and slept in but no he's out (laughs) sitting in the cold trying to shoot a deer but you're still doing it we're still gonna do it we're gonna still try and if i go another year without getting even a doe hey so be it yeah we'll just keep putting in the time it'll just make it really Mm -hmm. good when you finally get to shoot one yeah just keep practicing and that was a huge thing that i struggled with last year is i started so late yeah with even shooting my bow by the time i got the bow and got it ready um didn't truly really have it tuned um this year got a different setup. Shout out to Cromer. Yes. Yeah, yep. Which is also a big thing, yes. like having someone that yes. you can just ask all the questions to and set up your bow correctly. And yeah. That's a big thing. I just took Jarrett my bow and off to Cromer he went. And yeah. I stayed in touch with him and he got it truly where it needs to be. And I mean, even listen to the podcast here, I don't know, it's a couple, it was almost a month ago probably with the. Yeah, one of the first ones yeah. where Cromer just talked about yeah. all, everything about bows. With the lighted knocks and stuff, and truly, I mean, because that's what I switched to this year, and it needs to be tuned to lighted knocks, which yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, so. because I remember you switched out. I don't even think we were with you, but you put a couple lighted knocks on arrows, yeah. and you were shooting them, and just before we had talked about it, you were like, well, they were shooting low, yeah. and you didn't know why. And that was cool, yeah, that yeah. he got to explain that. And you were like, well, it all makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, I think right after that podcast, when I, I set my bow to Cromer and <laughs> yeah. got it taken care of. So yeah. it's been it's been good. And, I mean, practice is key. It is it is hard, especially now that it's getting darker early. Yeah. Uh, to shoot in the evenings and to practice and get ready. It's more like weekends now. Yeah. Um, but just making that time to. Not just be, practice, perfect yeah. practice. Yes. I preach that a lot. If you're going to go out there and fling arrows, there's no point even going out there. You need to make sure they're you're what fo- you're going to shoot the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Doing it with a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool because I'll go out and shoot my bow, and then Hannah will come out, and I'll just stop shooting, and I'll just stand there and stare at her, you know. And I, Because I, I want the pressure to be on her because, you know, I want it to be like a real hunting situation. So, you know, I'm telling her, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, you need to try and do this you know, focus on this, focus on this, focus on this, you know, and I, I think that's helped a lot. Was, mm-hmm. And Matt, he's coming and shooting with us. It, it's really cool that we get to, you know, well, okay, maybe try and, you know, change this or, you know, do this. This this will fix, you know, if your arrow sometimes are tracking to the left, well, it's like, well, maybe your grip is too tight, and then, you know, we fix it. Yeah. And it's definitely been... I remember going out by myself and just, you know, shooting at this deer target, and I'd step back to, like, 50 yards and i had no reason to be there yeah. and i'd lose so many arrows oh yeah it's uh, fun though oh, <laughs> oh, absolutely absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. but no but, hannah you're you're absolutely right i mean there is something about just going out and ripping arrows and having a good time and there's nothing wrong with right that. but like if you really want to get good and you really want to be as good as you can possibly be and, and take your shooting to another level you really have to focus in and, mm-hmm. and just practice being dominant you know, yeah and just being 
you know, game yep. time situations and oh, just yeah. go. Yeah. And I know early late summer, me and Kevin went to 3D shoot um, there in Worcester. Um, they had a quick little range that we went through. Yeah, the local, the Wayne County Archers put on a 3D shoot like every third, th third, third Sunday, Sunday or something yeah. like that. So we went to one of those. And some of those shots are like more like um, real lifelike scenarios as far as like down and angles, up and angles, you know, shooting around trees and cover and stuff compared to like you take your big block target out in the yard and yeah. shoot that, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it puts a little bit more of a realistic perspective on uh yeah, shooting hunting. shooting animals and like actually shooting them where you're supposed to shoot them in real life is yeah. different than shooting at a, a dot on a square. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then into the stream does a huge, three D bow shoot also. Mm -hmm. I missed it this year due to yeah, other commitments. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty bumming. Yeah. That was bumming. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. It was a good one. Yep. Hopefully next year we can, get out there. And yeah. And conquer. Yep. Yeah, and I think. So, let's see, you would have been like 23, 24 when you started, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it would have been 25 when I truly started bow really, hunting, right. but probably yeah. like 23, 22 when and I And I guess Mark first. was like, you know, 28 maybe? Nope. He would have been... He would have been like last year, like 29. 29, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's literally no... That's the cool thing about, you know, hunting and archery, and there's no age. I mean, you can start it whenever you want. You, don't, you know, you don't have to start it when you're... 10 so I, I think that's really cool is you can just jump into it whenever whenever you get around to it mm -hmm. but i think one thing that i wanted to talk about was it's so important to try and get people into hunting i mean not forcing them because like we didn't have to force you or mark or anybody else right. it was just a yeah i think i'd like to try that out and we just took it slow and well now you've you guys are really into it but i think it's really important that we make sure that we give people a chance to like it. Like right. Bringing in youth and just, or not even just youth, but new hunters in general. They, you know, they don't have to be young kids. They can be whatever age. It doesn't matter. Right. Just getting them into it regardless. And even, even if you're not going to get them into like archery and deer hunting, like take them out squirrel hunting. There's lots of action for right. that. Oh, yeah. Waterfowl hunting. There's tons of action for yeah, that. Which yeah, waterfowl I'll... is kind of how Matt started. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say, like, those two things you said, squirrel hunting and waterfowl hunting, as far as, like, learning how to hunt and stalk and sit still, I mean, squirrel hunting allows you to get away with a little bit of mistake. Mm -hmm. Right. Learn from Movement. those mistakes. And then still have an opportunity to shoot yeah. that same squirrel that you screwed up on maybe right. five seconds or right. yeah. five minutes ago. And and I will tell you this right now, waterfowl hunting, bar none, the funnest thing you can do with a group. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just like what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. If you want fun... Duck, duck hunt, goose hunt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one thing with waterfowl, you need a state stamp and a federal oh, stamp, yeah. Yeah, along yeah. with a, a hunting license and the hip survey. Yeah, so don't yeah. think that you can just go out with your hunting license and shoot ducks. Yeah. You also need non-toxic shots, so no yeah. lead. Period. Um, there's TSS, there's steel, a couple other different new stuff coming. Um, so waterfowl is a little bit more tricky. So it'd be a, a good idea to go with somebody that knows kind yeah. of the rules. Oh yeah, but like you said, you can joke around, you can talk, you can move until the birds start working in. Then you got to be serious. But yeah. nine times out of ten, you're always going to be shooting at something, and hmm. most of the time your guns are empty before the birds leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you try to find some shells to throw in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, or crow hunting. You know, I grew up doing a lot of crow hunting on because mm-hmm. we could do that on public ground. It just bounced right. from spot to spot right. to spot. Oh, I don't know how many times we would go down to somewhere like Woodbury and it's like thirty. No, it wasn't thirty. It was like twenty thousand acres at that point. So you're hunting ridge top and then go over a couple miles, make another setup and just turn on the collar and mm-hmm. oh, we had so much fun. And you shoot and if you if you hit them, great. If not, well, it's not like you were probably going to have a chance to eat them anyways. And you right. just you know rip each other <laughs> and have a good laugh and yeah. move yeah. on to the next spot, but. Yeah, there's a lot of, other than deer hunting, there's a lot of different ways to get right. into hunting uh-huh. and really kind of build your foundation and then yeah. grow into things. Like if you don't have a place to deer hunt, which is a really kind of a tricky thing to do. I mean, you it can is. bond to some public places oh, yeah. and the learning curve is steep. You know, if you've got a good place to go, then yeah, deer hunting can sometimes be the easiest thing to get into because there's a bunch of them and they're readily available. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can, a lot of different routes you can go. Yeah, yeah. I would even I would venture to say that the learning the rules, not just for any specific animal, but that can absolutely be overbearing. It can for yeah, a beginner. Definitely. I mean, there's just it takes a while, and you you have to kind of be dedicated to it to sit down and read through a regulation book. I mean, you obviously don't have to do it all at once, but it is it is a lot to just. Yeah, it it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Well, that's nice about Ohio's booklet too. I mean, you can go online. You can get it on your. You have it on your yep. phone if you have the app. Yep. And you can go to almost animal specific guidelines. That's true. Right? Most of them will have, or yeah. it'll just be small game, which would cover right. rabbits, squirrels, yeah. you know, grouse, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, waterfowl is one of the. That's yeah. that. All that gets the birds wordy. and yeah. yeah, yeah, that has. A well, lot. and not all ducks are open at certain times. Yep. And, yeah, you know, yeah, that can seasons. that can be kind of tricky. For sure, for yeah. just somebody jumping in. And, and realizing that everything has a season. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't just shoot everything year-round. And Which I believe squirrel is the longest season. I think It's got to be close. It, that's a I mean, long... That's like what, middle of August till the so, end of January or something? September 1st. September 1st. Yeah. Yeah. September 1st. Yeah. September 1st now. Yeah. Okay, for some reason I was now, thinking I think it was it in August. Now I think it used to be in August. So that like school kids could hunt yep. before school I believe started, it like used to be in August. But, but okay, I think September it's September 1st, 1st and I think it goes out in like February. It could be. I think you're right. It's a long season, yeah. Even like morning dove hunting is fun too. You can use lead shot. You can go to a buddy's farm field or something like that. You know, if you got doves in the area, that can be fun. Pigeons. That's yeah, another. Pigeons. Yeah, and pigeons are open. Is that year round? Year round. I th- okay, I'm I know. Sure. I know doves aren't, and that season goes in and out a, a couple, couple of times, times. And there's a north yeah. zone, south. So doves can be kind of tricky. So definitely check your rules and regs before you just pop out in a dove field. But. Yeah, you can't go out in July at your grandma's house and shoot <laughs> <No>. some doves. <laughs> no, shoot some doves that are in her feeders. Off the feeder, she won't appreciate that very much. Mm. <laughs> Neither would the game. Would. <laughs> no, no. But. Um, I, one thing I kind of wanted to go over is, like, terms and stuff. Yeah. I know, like, we just talk about scrapes and rubs like it's nothing. And right. to a new person, it can be c- kind of confusing. I know this is kind of bouncing back and forth between what we were just talking scrapes, about. Scrapes, rubs, um, the rut, I mean, everything. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't know what any of those terms are and somebody's talking about them, ask them. You know, they yeah. should be more than open to explaining what they are. I would say just... Don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, some people, you know, they're like, well, what if they think I'm dumb because I don't know? Well, if you don't know, then you don't know. I mean, just ask. The only way you're going to learn is if you ask. I mean, I guess you could go home and look it up on your phone, but it'd be a lot faster, and you might get a lot more information out of just being like, well, what is that? And letting them tell you. 
like even something as simple as typical or non-typical bucks. Like, right. There's a lot of people that don't know that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even coming when I started bow hunting, I I didn't know. Right. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, that's the thing. No, no one in your family hunted really. Yeah. No. Or yeah, anything. Unless, so y- yeah. you weren't around it. Yeah. So, unless you grow up with it, you're not gonna. Yeah. Know. You're not no. gonna know. Which well, which is also cool as you you were able to jump into something that, you know, wasn't your family doesn't do all the time and you're just literally learning from the ground up. Yeah. And it is nice to have a, a group that helps. Yeah. <laughs> that, I would say that's the biggest thing yeah. is find somebody, if you can, local that you can ask questions to, you know, and that can just help you out just you know, every once in a while on a weekend that you can maybe get together with, have breakfast with or something and just ask questions and figure it out. But nowadays it's pretty simple to get on your phone and, and figure out everything yeah. you want to figure out, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. And, and too, like on Facebook forums and stuff, I'll see where people will post on there like, hey, I'm new to the area or new to hunting. Can somebody show me the ropes? I have a family farm that we can hunt on. I just need somebody to go along and show me what to do essentially. Right. And and a lot of times there'll be good people that'll be like, yeah, I can tag along. I can, you know, help you set a stand, you know, do this and that, which is very cool to see in the hunting community because a lot of times i mean it's it stinks to say this but a lot of times people are for themselves for hunting like they don't want to share information um they don't want to help you out yeah and that's not what we're here here to do we don't want to do that to anybody else i mean really the hunters are kind of a dying breed and there's fewer and fewer of them. Yeah, that's. I think it's really important here yeah, that we we bring in as many people as we can. Which some people hate when people talk about that because they're like, "Well, I don't want more guys stealing my spots, right. you know, and I don't want more guys shooting my big bucks." But you know, in the end, it's not really about that because I mean, it's the it's world like, is going more and more into just technology and honestly, just not hunting. Yeah. Well, and there's there's a right way and a wrong way to go about asking for help too. Oh, you know, right. like yeah. I, I don't know. We've all probably been on the forums or you know the group pages where somebody will ask, "Hey, I'm looking to go hunt. I'm just going to make one up. Pigeon Valley Wildlife Area is that yeah. a good place? And yeah. you're going to get <laughs> a bunch yeah. of guys to hunt. Pigeon yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I saw like... a grizzly bear last weekend. It'd be great. Yeah. You know, you're going to get a bunch of those kind of answers. Yeah. Um, but if you just say, "Hey, I'm hunting whatever. Yeah. What should I look for when I go scouting? Right. And you're going to get yeah, some, I mean, they're gonna tell vet you. the information, but you're yeah. probably gonna get some decent stuff. Right? Yeah, to get at least get started. Right? Yeah, somebody will point you in the right direction. They won't hold your hand or say, "Oh, go to this spot, this spot, this spot." <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, look yeah. for these. Park things. at this parking lot. Yeah. Take, yeah. Go in a mile. Take a left. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's gonna tell you that. No. But, no. Yeah, and I guess that is with everything. You're always gonna have a couple guys that are gonna give you some misinformation or just you know, they just don't want to help you because well, you're either getting close to where they're at or mm, sure. Yeah. But you just. You just got to let it slide. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be those people. And that's with anything you do. Anything. Not yeah. just hunting. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's, I think it's a big thing is, you know, if somebody's interested in getting into it, you need to help them. Yep. Not yep. only is it just good to have all these hunters, but it's it's fun to me anyways to just help pe- see people progress and to help them get into stuff like this is just it makes me happy just as much as me going out and doing it myself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, just to see them have success. I mean, like, like you said, whether it's in hunting, fishing, right. life in general, right. you know, you you help somebody along, you give them advice, you see them succeed, and you see that smile on their face. I mean, that you can't buy that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's incredible. That's a great feeling, yeah, to know that you may have had, like, a little part in helping them achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, yeah. 
yeah. great things. Or to keep the drive to keep going and, oh, yeah. and yeah. keep at it, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. I think youth hunting, getting youth in, into hunting and going on a youth hunt with younger kids is just, if you don't do it, you should. Because mm-hmm. it is just the coolest thing, man. Because mm-hmm. they're so, it's just, they just have such raw emotion. Yeah. When you're when they're young like that and whew, my dad, I think that is one thing that he's going to ramp up a little bit is cuz when he loves taking kids hunting and when he sees kids shoot stuff, it's just whew. Dude, and he's so good at that I stuff. Know. I mean, he See, is such a good teacher. He's a good like, teacher and Man, oh man. I maybe I'll get it a little more as I get older, but yeah, he can he I think I don't know if it was who it was, but they were like they hunt themselves. And they had, they had their. They're like, well, well, my son, my kid is gonna listen to you a lot better than me, and you know, seem like you know a lot more than me. So <laughs> I'll let you just teach them instead of me because they're gonna take it better from you. But he just does a really good job oh, of yeah. getting them into it, and mm-hmm. and he's always like, man, I should take this kid hunting, or man, I should take that kid hunting, and it's just like, we need more people like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. I know every time I I go out, our our little girl. She's six, and she'll run up to me. She's like, when, I'm, when are you going to take me hunting? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, first of all, I had to get a deer myself. <laughs> yeah, let me figure it out, yeah, then I'll take you. Yeah, let me get it figured out and yeah. learn along the way. But that would be that would be a neat thing to do is oh, yeah. to yeah. take her out someday, someday and and be, watch her be able to shoot a deer. Be like, hey, it's anybody yep. can do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, she'd freak out. She would. <laughs> she would. Hannah, we'll let you take Charlie yeah. out. <laughs> be the story of the year. <laughs> Dude, they're gonna kill a giant. Oh, that's how that would work out. Sure. Both of them, just two booners laying there on the ground. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It would happen. <laughs> it would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny story about taking kids out. A couple years ago, let's see. Boy would have been six, and my one daughter would have been four when I took took them out for the first time. And uh, you know, it's opening day of gun season, so it's you know, hopes are high and everything. You're probably going to see something. Right. You know, we're sitting in a box blind overlooking a field and woods behind us. And we get in there, you know, half hour before daylight and climb up in. I got my boy in the morning and then I was going to take my younger one then that afternoon. And so we get all settled in, you know, it's dark for a little bit, a little while. And then it's just starting to get that tweener light when you can just start to see stuff happening. And, uh, you know, my boy, he comes over like, give me, Give me your binoculars. You know, he's whispering, but I know I can't whisper into this. Like, Give me your binoculars. I'm like, okay. So I hand them to him. He goes to each window, and he, he takes his time. He's like a couple minutes at each window. He's looking, looking, looking. And then just like I'm sitting here talking to you now, he's like, well, nothing's here. Where should we do now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to We know we're in a box here, but you got to be quiet. Oh, okay. Well, when did the deer come? I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. It might, it might be a couple hours. Yeah. Oh. So he wasn't too impressed about that. And we stuck it out, and he took a little nap, which was fine. You know, I figured he would. And we ended up seeing some deer, nothing that we were able to shoot or anything. And mm-hmm. went home that afternoon. I took my younger one out. Wouldn't you know it? She did the exact same dang thing. She went to each window, looked, and like, oh, nothing's here. Like, ah, did your brother tell you to do that or what? But we, we did end up getting one that evening then. So she got to do that. And she said she drug it the whole way back to the car. She drug it like 20 feet. <laughs> <laughs> but she still drug You know, she wasn't right. gross. She wasn't weirded out. Right. She, yeah. she enjoyed the process. And, yeah. Yeah. And then she later changed the story that she shot that deer. And, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you didn't, Dixie. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but I drug it. And I'm like, well, okay. You drug, you drug it some of the way. Yeah, you're not lying. But yeah, not, yeah, half-truths. <laughs> but, yeah. The experience. Yeah. She was there for the experience. She yeah. was there for the experience, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I think that's one thing that if you're going to take anything away is, hey, try and get somebody new into it, whether if they're, you know, a kid or not, it doesn't matter. Just try and get them into it. Cause, right. Somebody at work, a, a friend, a family member, Yep. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, one of the most memorable deer in my life, uh, you know, I didn't kill it, but there was an old fishing buddy of mine, he's since passed, but he was, I think, 80, 81 years old, and he goes, you know, I've never bow hunted at all. You know, he'd, he'd grown up hunting and all that, and he's killed I don't know how many deer in his life. Um, but he never archery hunted at all. It was always during that gun week, and that was it. So I'm like, well, Dad's got a crossbow sitting at home. If you want to try it, I'll be happy to take you to one of my spots, and we'll get you on something, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, he went ahead, and he bought tree stands and all kinds of stuff and got his 80-year-old rear end up in there, and <laughs> you know. And he ended up, he made, made a few mistakes early on, but he ended up killing... He thought it was a doe. It turned out to be a little spike, but, you know, he ended up killing killing a deer like that. And, you know, for me, for him to be there for so many of my first, he was like a second grandpa or a third, you know, he was like a grandpa to mm-hmm. me. And, you know, he was there for a bunch of first fish and Canada trips and all this stuff. But for me to be and help facilitate one of his first things was that's cool, just incredible. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those things that, you know, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I was going to be taking some guy some 80 year old guy out for a right first. yeah and and there he was and just the grin on his face when i come up over because yeah. it went down a hill and i drug it back out and just hit you know just grinning he had yeah. one of those smiles man it's yeah. just chicklets everywhere you know, <laughs> yeah. just that grin he had dragging that buck on up out of the bottom there it was it was incredible yep you they know, don't have to feeling. be don't have to be a kid no no just get him into it mm-hmm. it's awesome it's yeah, awesome yeah. to see turned him into a kid that day you know, yeah he was just happy as could be yeah Yep, you don't have to have the most expensive gear. You you don't have to have a tree stand. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. just sitting on the ground is just it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Crossbow doesn't have to be a compound. Yep, but we like compounds, but maybe someday you can get one. But <laughs> <laughs> if you have to crossbow, that's the way to go. If it's what you have, it's what you use. what you yeah. have. Yeah, or what your what you can get a, get your hands on. Yeah. Well, and like with a, a compound, like you have to have it. You have to be able to draw it back. It has to be set to your draw length with a crossbow, like with your friend. Mm-hmm. You were able to just borrow that from your dad yeah. and let him use it. Yep. And, you know, he didn't have to right. purchase it. It's anything. universal. No. It was very universal. Compounds yeah. are just, they're a lot more specific. Hunter yeah. specific. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, that was, anything else anybody want to kick in there? No. Just have confidence and patience and yeah. lots of patience. Patience is yeah. Like yeah. the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you screw up on something, just have a short memory. Yeah, seriously. I mean, every, listen, everybody that has ever hunted has screwed something up at one point in time. Oh, right? yeah. It's going from that low and forgetting about it and moving on and just learning. Yep. Right. Just learn from every experience, whether mm. it's good or bad. Take something from that and try to change your outcome for the next time mm. growing off of that yeah. experience. Well, and that's hunting in general. I mean, yeah, we're still you're never that. not going to you know, be done learning. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Alrighty. I'd say that's good. You good? good? I'm good. Anything else? Hannah, anything else? Nope. Your mouth glued shut. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, hopefully you guys um, got something out of this one. And like we mentioned multiple times here, um, get somebody new into hunting, whether it's a family, a child, you know, friend, whatever. Whether if it's bow hunting or not. Yeah. Any just, hunting is just good. Just get them out. Even if they just want to go tag along. That's how I started with my dad, just tagging along. Yep. Um, and that's what got my passion for it is tagging along. So that well, really helps too. Be- that's sometimes the best way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. just take them out and let them see it and see if yeah. they 
they, you know, they may like the sound of hunting, and then they get out there and be like, yeah, this is really boring or yeah. really cold. Or, yeah, it's not for me. Not for yeah. me. Okay, good. You got nothing yep. invested. You got nothing lost. Yep. You, know? you could even take them out to check cameras, go yep. scouting, do yep. whatever. Yep. Just kind of yep. go. Yeah, because have to be hunting. Hunting is yeah. not just killing. There's it's a lot more. A than heck that. of a lot more to yeah. it than just shooting a deer. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And like you said, checking cameras. I, I I heard somebody talk about this too. Like a good way to get kids involved is go to Walmart or wherever, buy a cheapy camera and just let them set it up somewhere. Let them pick a tree. Let yep. them yeah. And then see let them what look they get. The and pictures. then they get the excitement of like, oh yeah, look what I found. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. My little brother is obsessed with trail cameras. Is he? Yes. So, He'll check oh, that thing every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so don't hunt that spot. <laughs> so I have, uh, I put a wise eye out on their property mm-hmm. and I took him with me and we set it up and he texts me at, Seven ten every morning. Hey, anything hit that camera last night? <laughs> every mo- it's the same exact text too. Hey, see anything? Hey, see anything? Every time. So I just send him all the you know if it took pictures, I send them to him. And it's hilarious. But he just loves it. Yeah, That's like cool. last year we didn't ground him, but we had to ground him pretty much from checking the camera because mm-hmm. he would check it every yeah. day that we lie down. We'd like come over and I'm, there's an SD card sitting on the table. I'm like. Where'd that come from? He's like, oh, I went back and got the trail camera. I'm like, we put it out three days ago. <laughs> so I'm like, you got to let us sit at least yeah, two weeks. And he's like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> got to let it soak a little bit. Yeah. But, hey, more power to him. Yeah. Because he had to make the long walk every time to get it, but he didn't care. <laughs> yeah, It's, it's good cool. to see someone excited. Yeah, yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. Excited it is. to see deer or anything yep. on anything the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just be outside. All righty. Well, ready to wrap it up now? Go for it. All righty. Doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Just remember you can always be born again, and born again is out. Peace.